This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth Podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Thursday, November the 18th, 2021. It is quickly approaching 8 o'clock in the evening here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. An absolutely gorgeous day here in the Philadelphia area. Uh, close to 70 degrees, sun shining. I said to my wife we, when we went for a walk, I said, this has to be a record in Philadelphia area. It was absolutely gorgeous. Uh But thank you for joining us. This Sunday, we celebrate in the church the feast of Christ the King. Christ the King. So what is the origin of Christ the King? Well, 1925, then Pope Pius XI instituted a feast as the antidote to the secularism that was going on in the world. And Pope Pius XI thought it was imperative that he remind all of us that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ is the King of the universe. So what is the origin of that? Where does Jesus make these claims of his kingship, of his royalty, of of him having, what does a king have? Power, right? A king has authority. A king has the ability to do whatever he wants, right? And that is the reality of what we celebrate this upcoming Sunday is the omnipotence and, of course, the goodness and the mercy of Jesus Christ the King, Christ the King, the King of mercy. And I think what's, I, I've said many times before, you know, what, actually, if you really think about the reality of God and the reality that Jesus is God, Jesus is most powerful. When I say most powerful, I mean God is the most powerful, right? There is nothing that God can't do. And then when you couple that with God is also the most compassionate. I mean, this could have gone, it could be any way. And that's the, that is absolute, it's better than storybook. God is the most powerful and also the most compassionate. He loves us so much, wants to help us through this journey. So what I want to focus on is times where Jesus talks about his his kingship. I was praying about it last night. We had our Divine Mercy Prayer Group. I I didn't know what to do the message on this week. And I felt very strongly uh, when I was there that the message had to be. I felt like Jesus telling me to remind people how powerful I am. Remind people how much good I can do. Remind people that I'm in charge. And that we have to trust God's plan. Now, originally, when this feast was first instituted, it was celebrated as in the last, it was the last Sunday of October, uh, back up until I think it was 1969. And then that's when Pope Paul VI made the change to the, to the last Sunday of ordinary time or the Sunday uh, right before Advent. It's hard to believe Advent is actually November 28th. It uh, falls very early this year. But I want to talk about thinking about Jesus Christ the King and that celebration. And the origin, as I mentioned, stems from the 1925 declaration of them Pope Pius XI. But truly the origin comes from Scripture itself. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. Think about very first, the very first time we see in Scripture, in the, in the Gospels, Jesus wearing a crown. What is the first crown we see Jesus wearing? 
Now, they celebrated him going into Jerusalem, right, uh, on his way to what would be his passion. He was being celebrated. But think about the very first crown that Jesus is wearing. It's the crown of thorns piercing his head as the blood poured forth for our salvation. So Jesus goes from a crown of thorns very soon after to a crown of glory. And in that, what I want to talk about briefly is in personal apparitions. When we look at, I'll just highlight a few personal apparitions. Think about in 1665, the apparition that was approved. It began in 1623, I believe, officially, as the miraculous infant Jesus. I've done many messages on the miraculous infant Jesus and his his ability to heal, his ability to actually, as the promise goes, honor the miraculous infant Jesus and you shall never want. Honor the miraculous infant Jesus and you shall never want. The actual promise that was given, I believe, uh, was when when the, the woman gave the statue to the, uh, pardon me, the Carmelites, I believe it was the Carmelite priest, she said, as long as you venerate the, this image, you shall not be in one. So honoring the miraculous infant Jesus, we do not want. What does that mean? We, anything we would want is then provided for. Uh, I can speak in my own life. The financial miracles that the miraculous infant Jesus has worked, the healing miracles. I've talked multiple times. I had I had some stomach issues. Uh, so much so I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. The miraculous infant Jesus healed me himself. That's the truth. That's what happened. The miraculous infant Jesus is crowned in glory. When we think about these personal apparitions, that is a major apparition. Um, by the way, just in case you're wondering what happened, I mean, I was I was healed over in pain. My stomach was was killing me. I've had multiple uh, stomach healings with the miraculous infant Jesus, and every time, what was what did I what did I do? I just I just sat there and and just venerated. I honored him. I didn't even speak. I asked for some. I asked for healing. I asked for mercy. But it was. It wasn't like I was reciting a tremendous amount of prayers. I was just sitting and venerating, honoring, spending time with Jesus. And soon after, I was healed. As a matter of fact, Jesus even told me, uh, "You don't even. Ha- you're not even going to have to go to a hospital. I'm going to heal you myself." And soon after, I was. So I've seen these promises come to fruition in my own life. Hopefully, uh, you know you. Take Jesus at his word. That's the best thing we can do. It's the best advice I can give. Take Jesus at his word. If that's the promise, take him at his word. But the miraculous infant Jesus is crowned. He's wearing that crown of glory. He's holding the the world, the globe, in his left hand, looking at the statue. Looking at his, his left hand, he's holding the globe. What's that do? It is signifying what his sovereignty, that he is the boss. He's in charge. And his right hand is raised in blessing. We then see now in the seven in the sixteen seventies with the Sacred Heart apparitions, Jesus is often referring to himself as a king, as a king of glory, as a king of mercy, as the king, and we see these these images of Jesus with the Sacred Heart exposed. We see the image with the with with him wearing a crown and holding a globe, signifying his sovereignty. Moving into the Divine Mercy apparitions, which you've heard me speak of so frequently, from 1925 to 1938, Jesus is appearing to St. Faustina in Poland. 
These apparitions are fully approved. All these apparitions I speak of are always fully approved by the church. And Jesus is speaking of his omnipotence, his power, and his mercy. And our Lord himself calls himself what? The King of Mercy. That's the title Jesus says that he calls himself. And he said his heart rejoices in this title when we call him the King of Mercy. Now I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to, Pull some quotations from the Diary of Divine Mercy so you can hear exactly what Jesus says. Because I think it's so important. Whenever we hear of a feast, we understand the origin. Whenever we hear of a promise of something, of, of really anything that would have any significance on our, life, on our lives, we would ask ourselves a very simple but yet profound question. If you've been listening to this podcast, you already know what the question is. What did Jesus say? What does Jesus say about this? Fill in the blank. What does Jesus say about him being Christ the King? What does Jesus say about that? And I'm going to get into that very briefly in just a moment, but I want to rewind for just a brief moment and talk about the origins. So yes, the origin is, of course, Pope Pius XI making this declaration in 1925, but the origin itself is is in time and time again in Scripture. I'd like to just focus on maybe one or two gospel quotations and really hone in on that. Now, I, I wrote a book. Uh, it's actually coming up on six years. It was published on December 8th, 2015. So coming up on six years. Listen, when I say it was published on December 8th, obviously you know that's the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. When I published the book, I had no idea it was going to fall on that, that feast. It was I was just hustling to get it done. I knew it needed to get finished. And I... And, I finally finished it. I thought I would have it out a few months before that. There was a lot of uh, editing that needed to take place due to my own gra- grammatical mistakes and whatnot, and some things I wanted to adjust for, you know, to make it read more clearly. But the book ultimately was published on December 8th, 2015. So it was, a, it was a wonderful surprise to see the actual publication date on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. And as I continue in my faith on this journey, Obviously, I'm getting more and more close to the Blessed Mother Mary. But specifically, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception has had great a great impact on my life. That's the actual, if you think about the Miraculous Medal, which I've talked about more frequently, that is the prayer. O Mary, and that's the prayer our Blessed Mother taught in, the, in 1830. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Our Blessed Mother said, if you wear this medal around your neck, you say this prayer frequently, you have a devotion to me through through this medal, I'm going to take great care of you, right? Now, obviously, there were more specific promises, but you get the point. And I'm seeing it play out in my life. Now, I want to stay focused on this Christ the King message because that is the core of today's message. And I'm going to read, so this book that I published, Jesus Only Speaks the Truth, December 8, 2015 comes out. Chapter 7 of this book I enti- it's entitled Trust in Jesus Faith and Hope Jesus can do anything and will do everything for those who love him and trust in him What is that That is power that is authority that is kingship I'm going to go right, actually, I'm going to use one gospel quotation, then I'm going to read a few things that I wrote in this book that really highlight the Lord's power. And from a logical standpoint, I want you to to take a, uh, I'd like you to take a logical standpoint on this, 
And, and when you just really look at the words of Jesus with understanding the anchor, that Jesus only speaks the truth, that Jesus is the truth teller, and that all of his words are in fact true. When you use that anchor, let your logic follow and watch what happens when you understand this premise. So this, this is taken right here from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18. This is when Jesus resurrects from the dead. Jesus came to them, spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I'm going to say that last part again. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Then I went on to write, wow, think about that for a minute or two. All authority in heaven and earth. All authority in heaven and on earth. That means no matter how bad it looks, Jesus can fix it. What does that include? That means Jesus can bless us physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It means he can bless our past, present, and future. When you read that, you may think, I understand that Jesus can bless my present and future, but how can he bless my past? Well, Jesus can use your future to bless your past. Maybe something traumatizing occurred to you in your past. He may have an event in the future that will give you complete and total vindication. Since Jesus has power over all things, that means that there is not one thing that he does not have power over. The mercy, love, graces, and blessings of Jesus are limitless. Jesus has no limitations. Maybe something happened to you when you were young. Maybe a tragedy occurred in your life that always plagues your mind. Maybe it's something that you think there's no way Jesus can take care of it. Maybe it's your greatest regret or the one thing in your life that you would like to be taken out. Jesus can take care of it. Maybe it's your greatest, pardon me, maybe you said something that you truly regret, something that you wish you could take back. Well, Jesus can erase it from someone's mind. Jesus can have someone say something nice about you that would change that person's opinion of you. I've read many times different translations that use the word power instead of authority. Either way, I think we can all agree that authority equals power. In other words, Jesus has power and authority over all things in heaven and on earth. Now that's a sort of truth in a spiritual battle. It's critical to understand this because I think one of the ways that doubt creeps in is because we doubt the power of God. Doubt tells us, Jesus cannot do that for me. That's impossible. What's the main thing wrong with that statement? It runs counter to the words of Jesus. It runs counter to truth, which means it's a lie. Should we believe a lie? Or should we believe the truth? Too many times we believe the lie and the doubt and it leads to misery. Who wants us to be miserable? The enemy. Jesus has power and authority over all things. Doubt, despair, human weakness, fear, sins, people, past, present, future, broken hearts, lost loves, pride, jealousy, envy, indifference, sadness, memories, illness, both physical and mental, the internet, TV, radio, 
anxiety, discouragement, depression, addiction, and anything else you can think of. Does this mean that all of these things are holy and righteous? No. Why not? Because God gives us the gift of free will. Unfortunately, too many of us use this gift to greatly offend God and sin against Him. I've been guilty of this many times in my own life. I think we all have. But don't despair. Beg for the mercy of Jesus. And know that His mercy never disappoints or brings one to shame. We can count on that. We can trust in His mercy. As far as this list above, why list these things? They're not holy and good. It's to show that Jesus has power and authority over all of them. How does that help us? It helps us because Jesus can do something about anything on the list and anything we can think of. Maybe you have an addiction. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you have a broken heart. Maybe you have a messed up past. Maybe you're surrounded by doubts and demons. Maybe you have an illness. God can heal any wound or change any situation. God can also use medicine and our doctors to do his work as well. Why do you think he allowed medicine and doctors into the world? God is love. And it makes sense that he would want to allow his children to share in his joy. The joy of healing. There are times when Jesus doesn't use a doctor at all. When he performs the miracle himself. He can do what he wants. He's God. He's God the Son. Sometimes we pray for someone to be healed and they pass away. What happened? means it was God's will for that person to enter paradise rather than stay here on earth. Jesus can fix anything. All we have to do is ask. It's true that what we have ask for has to be in accordance with God's will for us to receive it. This should only be seen as a positive. God is love. God is everything good. Therefore, His will is love. His will is everything good. There may be times when we ask God for something and it's not received in the way we thought best. That doesn't mean it's not best for us. God is our Father. He knows what's best for us. He made us. He has a plan for us. Amen. Let me stop right there. And that's, that's, that's all I'm going to read from this book. When I sat in church last night, I felt like our, our Lord Jesus was reminding me not only to, to talk, to, to remind people about it, how good he is, how merciful he is, but how powerful he is. No matter what you have going on in your life, and everybody has all different sorts of things going on, right? Jesus has power over it. He has authority over it. You know, I have all these uh, diary notations from the Diary of Divine Mercy that I have prepared to read tonight to help convince you of the Lord's mercy. I'm going to have to run through these quickly. But I think when you hear these, you hear what Jesus said about his power. You're going to feel better about the fact that he has it. And if you're going through something tough, if you're going through something that God can vindicate you, Jesus can vindicate you. He can bring you out of it and have you rejoice. So allow me right now. I'm going to read a few of these diary notations. The very first one I'm going to do, this is from the Diary of Divine Mercy. This is diary. If you want to follow along, if you happen to have this diary, I think it's incredibly important to understand. I just talked about this last week at our, our men's group. You know, I'll keep this very brief. If you want to get to know someone, what do you do? 
you want to get to know someone, what do you do? You spend time with them. You talk with them. And in the case of Jesus, you read about him. You read about what he said. You read about what he did. You read about his life. Why? Because then you get to know him. And when you get to know him, you get to know what Jesus says. Truth. What does Jesus say? The truth shall set you free. That's why I focus on the words of Jesus because I know if you hear what he says, if you hear what he says, you're going to be happy. I'm going to be happy. That's the whole point. We're all going to be happy. That's the whole point of the podcast, right? Help people be happy. If you know, if I know, if we know, if we know the words of Jesus, we will be happy. We will be free. Why? Because we'll know the truth. Diary notation number 83. Listen to this. Highlighting the Lord's kingship. Jesus said, write this. Before I come as a just judge, I'm coming first as the king of mercy. Before the day of justice arrives, there will be given to people a sign in the heavens of this sort. All light in the heavens will be extinguished. And there will be great darkness over the whole earth. Then the sign of the cross will be seen in the sky. And from the openings where the hands and the feet of the Savior were nailed will come forth great lights, which will light up the earth for a period of time. This will take place before the last day. Amen. Remember last week? What was last week? The significance of the sign of the cross. Jesus here is making that sign of the cross as a blessing for our world, for our earth. Diary notation number 88. Jesus said this. I am king of mercy. Now he said a lot more in this whole, I want to keep this brief. Jesus said, I am king of mercy. And I'm telling you that Jesus, what he talks about this title and how his heart rejoices in this title. What is mercy? I wrote in my book, mercy means miracles. That's what we learn about divine mercy. It's forgiveness. It's blessings. It's everything you want that will make you happy. Everything you need that will make you happy is mercy. Jesus is the king of that. He's the king of all that makes us happy. He's the king of miracles. He is the king of mercy. And that's what we celebrate this Sunday in Christ the King. I'm going to do a few more readings. And I'm hoping by the time we, we finish this up, that when you listen to this message, the value added in your life, in my life, in our lives, is that we walk away saying, whatever, whatever's going on, if, if we're hoping, uh, you know, if we're, if we're in a tough financial situation, whatever, I don't, you fill in the blank, whatever the situation is, that Jesus can take care of it. That's what I'm hoping you walk away with. And not because of my words, but because of the words of Jesus Christ. Diary notation, 229. Let's see if I can give you a date real quickly too, if I haven't. Just going through these lists. Now this looks like it was been April of 1933. Okay. Oh, this, this, is, this is marvelous right here. This is going to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. This is a, a, a very... This is a pinnacle statement. Okay, so St. Faustina, this is, yeah, St. Faustina writes, at the beginning of the retreat, Jesus told me, and this is Jesus now speaking. Oh, if you never heard this, this is magnificent. Jesus said, during this retreat, I myself will direct your soul. I want to confirm you in peace and in love. 
Jesus goes on to say, My daughter, imagine that you are the sovereign of all the world and have the power to, to dispose of all things according to your good pleasure. You have the power to do all the good you want. Suddenly, a child knocks on your door, all trembling and in tears and trusting in your kindness. Asks for a piece of bread, lest he die of starvation. What would you do for this child? Answer me, my daughter. St. Faustina goes on to say, And I said, Jesus, I would give the child all this and a thousand times more. Amen. The sovereign of all the world, all the good Jesus can do. We are his children. Let us knock on his door and kindly and humbly ask for what it is we want, what it is we need. If we're not sure what to, if, listen, if it's in accordance with God, if it's in accordance with God's will, you will receive it. If it's not, you're going to get something. That's, I talked about this. Father Jacob John said this a couple months ago at church at our mass, one of our masses we attended. He said, Jesus never lets you walk away empty handed. He never lets, and listen, there can be time you ask for bread and you get, I don't know, uh, steak and potato. You get something better than the bread. You get what I'm saying? Jesus will never disappoint. He says that in Diet of My Mercy. No soul that is called upon my mercy has been disappointed or brought to shame. I love that. I love that diary notation because it gives us the reality of God's power. And I, I've, I've said this before. If we fully understand how powerful God is, well, I'm, I'm Catholic. Our masses would be packed every single Sunday. Every single Sunday. Our churches will be packed every, every Sunday. Because what I think what keeps people from coming to church is, is people don't realize how powerful Jesus is. They don't realize he can handle whatever it is that they have going on. And if they realized and believed that, if they realized that Jesus only speaks the truth, they'd be there because they know he could handle that situation. One of the obstacles for people coming to worship sometimes is what they'll say is time. Or if they will, maybe they won't say it, but they're too busy running around, right? See, Jesus can give you more time. When you spend time with Jesus, it's an investment. And he, oh, Jesus can never, God cannot be outdone. Jesus cannot be outdone in generosity. So when we spend time with Jesus, what happens? Good things. Good things happen. Tell you what, I want to make sure that I, I do keep this. I, I there's so there's so many places I could go right now. Why don't we stop with that? Why don't we stop with that? Let's contemplate the power of Jesus. Let's contemplate his authority. And I'll share with you this. Professionally, I, I'm not where I thought I would be five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. In some ways, I'm, I'm in a much better position. In some ways, I'm, I'm not where, I'm not to the extent that I thought I'd be. And you know why? Because Jesus is preparing me he's preparing me for the place he's taking me and maybe you're in the same situation 
Well, you're listening right now and you're saying, well, I'm asking Jesus to, to, to do these things for me. And he's, 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 I'm still waiting. Well, maybe you're waiting for a reason. I know I'm waiting for a reason. That has been told to me. In a simple way, and, I, and, I, and this is what was told to me in prayer. Jesus told me I'm not ready yet for prime time. I'm not ready yet for prime time. He's preparing me for prime time. And maybe Jesus is preparing you for prime time. And as we get ready for this to celebrate the feast of Christ the King, let us most importantly trust in the mercy of Jesus, trust in God's plan for us, that it's awesome and that he will not disappoint and that we will rejoice as God exalts us in his mercy. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. And this is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. <laughs>